Republicans won back control of the US House but by a far narrower margin than they predicted, a significant disappointment for a party that for weeks had been anticipating a major victory that would lay the groundwork for the 2024 presidential election. More than a week after election day and with several seats still not called, the party gained the 218 seats needed to control the chamber, the Associated Press reported on Wednesday night. Despite concerns about President Joe Biden's handling of the economy and the prospects of the country tipping into a recession, voters delivered a split verdict in the November 8 midterm elections on who was to blame and how much weight to put on other issues, such as abortion rights and threats to democracy. The slender majority nonetheless gives the GOP power over the House investigative committees with subpoena authority to investigate Biden's cabinet and his relatives as well as Silicon Valley businesses that conservatives have claimed are biased against them. Republicans also have promised to slash government spending, expand fossil fuel production and extend Trump era tax cuts on the wealthy. Much of that agenda, however, will be left to wither in the Democratic controlled Senate. The Senate remained in Democratic hands after John Fetterman won what had been a Republican seat in Pennsylvania and incumbents Mark Kelly and Catherine Cortez Musto were declared the winners in Arizona and Nevada in the days after the election. The Senate race in Georgia between Raphael Warnock, the Democratic incumbent, and Herschel Walker, the Republican, will be decided in a December 6 runoff. Loss and damage funding, one of the most critical issues before poor and vulnerable countries and among the most contentious, has run into rough weather at the UN Climate Conference, 27 Colombian pesos, over a move by the developed countries to make India and China also contribute to the fund, a call that goes against India's stand that only historical emitters and polluters, read, developed countries, have to contribute to it. 
The Egyptian presidency said there are very divergent views on the matter and that discussing funding for loss and damage is likely to continue to be challenging at 27 Colombian pesos. This is because of multiple reasons. 1. Developed nations have proposed that high-income countries except the small island developing states will contribute to the loss and damage fund, when such a fund is eventually is created. These countries should include India and China, according to them. Even though India is a lower middle-income country as per World Bank, delegates from the developed world said they are also pushing to club countries with high emissions such as India and China along with first world countries. Secondly, according to independent observers, the US, Germany, EU and other developed nations have not accepted the G77, a group of 134 developing countries including India, and China's proposal on loss and damage, which is guided by the principles of Paris Agreement, including the principle of equity and common but differentiated responsibilities and respective capabilities, countries will act as per their respective circumstances, in the light of different national circumstances, and taking into account historical responsibilities. After media reports claimed that Justin Trudeau raised serious concerns over suspected domestic interference by Beijing in his talks with Xi Jinping on Tuesday, on the sidelines of the G20 summit in Bali, a video has surfaced in which the Chinese president apparently confronted the Canadian Prime Minister on Wednesday, complaining Trudeau's office had published details of an earlier conversation between them. Everything we said has been leaked to the papers, that's not appropriate, Zai says. Adding, that's not the way the conversation was conducted, the Globe and Mail reported. If you are sincere, we should communicate with each other in a respectful manner, otherwise it will be hard to say what the result will be like, Zai added, as Trudeau nodded, waiting for a translation. In the video, posted by CTV national news journalist Annie Berger on Oliver, the two can be seen then shaking hands after the brief conversation. Passengers traveling by air can now choose to wear face masks as the Ministry of Civil Aviation MOCA, on Wednesday issued an order asking airlines to announce that masks were preferred and not mandatory on flights. In line with the Government of India's policy of graded approach of COVID-19 management response, the in-flight crew henceforth may only mention that in view of the threat posed by COVID-19, all passengers should preferably use masks face covers, the order read. The central government had imposed the restriction two years ago in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic that raged through the country since early 2020. Any specific reference to fine-slash-penal action need not be announced as part of the in-flight announcements. Hence, consolidated COVID-19 instructions for domestic and international air travel issued for passengers, airport operators and airlines issued by the order dated 10 May 2022 stands modified to that extent, it added. You were listening to the HD Daily News Wrap, a beta production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Please give us feedback on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at HD Smartcast or via email to podcasts at hindustantimes.com. Until next time. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.